Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Saints, this is Dr. Kamala D here. I am the founder, host, and teacher of Learning by the Truth Ministries. Today is Saturday, July the 30th of the year 2022, and I am continuing to share some excerpts from this epic series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism, taught by Dr. Frederick Casey Price Sr. back in 1997. Now, he is continuing to compare the Bible to the Quran and the Hadith. The Quran and the Hadith are the two holy books of the Muslims. The Quran was written by one man. His name is, I think, Abdu'alul Muhammad, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And the Hadith was written by his followers. They knew him. They wrote it after he died. So Fred Price is comparing these three holy books. And in my book, in my mind, the Holy Bible is the only holy one in this, okay? If I'm offending someone, I'm sorry, but you have to take a stand for Jesus. So sit back and listen. Verse 62, the book of N-I-K-A-H. And I spell these words because I want you to be able to track them back if you want to do the research and check them out. Plus, a lot of these words I cannot pronounce. I just don't know how to pronounce them. Some I don't know how to begin. So I, I just leave it alone and go ahead and spell it. So... Volume 7, number 62, the book of N-I-K-A-H, and then in brackets it gives the definition of that word, wedlock. Chapter 1, number 1, page 1. Quote, narrated Anas bin Malik. And I gave you that before and spelled it, so I'm not going to do the ones that I've already done. Narrated Anas bin Malik, a group of three men came to the house of the wives of the prophet asking how the prophet worshipped Allah, in brackets. And when they were informed about that, they considered their worship insufficient and said, where are we from the prophet as his past and future sins have been forgiven? End of quote. In Hadith, volume 8, it says in number 75, the book of invocations, chapter 3, number 319, page 213. I quote, narrated Abu Hurara. Now I'll go get, spell that one again. A-B-U, first name, H-U-R-A-I-R-A. I heard, now this is, this is Abu Hurara saying, I heard Allah's messenger saying, by Allah, I ask for forgiveness from Allah. Now this is Abu is saying that he heard the prophet Muhammad say this. So we were quoting what Muhammad 
said, By Allah, I ask for forgiveness from Allah and turn to him in repentance more than 70 times a day. End of quote. That is indeed quite a bit of repentance. Wouldn't you say so? In Hadith volume 8, number 75, now my point is this. Whatever has been written about the Prophet Muhammad has already been written. I didn't write it. And if it was written, pick up on this now. If it was written and committed to hard copy, then whoever wrote it must want somebody to read it. And this is one black man that you don't put it in a book and he won't read it. This be one black man, you put it in a book, I got your number, Turkey, I will read it. So he wrote this, I didn't write it, so don't get on my case. Y'all wrote the Hadith, y'all put it in print. All I've done was read it. Now if I'm gonna follow the prophet of Allah and I'm going to follow Allah and I'm going Saints, I want to pause right here um, to explain why Dr. Price is so angry right here. He would say he's not, but I had edited out a letter he received from some Nation of Islam members who called him arrogant and that he was attacking them. So that's why he's talking like this. And they never challenge what he said because what he's saying is true is in print. But they called him arrogant and said that he was attacking them. That's why he's talking like this. And I'm going to play a little bit more of his frustration before I edit that out. Because I want you to actually hear the teachings of uh, the Quran as it relates to the Bible. Hello, Islam. Then I want to know I'm following the right thing. So I got to check out the credentials. And I got to check out the deal you're offering me. And I got to check out who you are. So Muhammad was the prophet of Allah. And Jesus is the prophet of Jehovah. So, I mean, I have some questions here. Man, you got to repent 70 times a day. I mean, you're telling me something. You know, seven times in a day would be a lot. But 70 now, I'm quote, we quoted what Abu Harara heard the prophet Muhammad say, okay? In Hadith, volume 8, number 75, chapter 4, number 379, page 252, I quote, narrated Aisha. Now, Aisha was one of Muhammad's wives. Narrated Aisha, the prophet used to say, O oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from laziness and geriatric old age, from all kinds of sins and from being in debt, from the affliction of the fire and from the punishment of the fire and from the evil of the affliction of wealth. And I seek refuge with you 
from the affliction of poverty. And I seek refuge with you from the affliction of Al-Mash, that's A-L hyphen M-A-S-H, A-D hyphen D-A-J-J-A-L, from the afflictions of, O Allah, wash away my sins with the water of snow and hail, and cleanse my heart from all the sins as a white garment is cleansed from the filth and let there be a long distance between me and my sins as you made east and west far from each other in a quote <laughs> in hadith volume 8 chapter 62 the statement of the prophet quote Oh, Allah, forgive my past and future sins. End of quote. Now, again, you know, they wrote this. I didn't, Fred didn't write this. Don't be getting on my case. But it, but, but I have to deal with with sin as a human so I need somebody if I'm going to follow and commit myself to them I need somebody who has a better track record than me with sin number 407 page 271 this is in the same volume, 8, chapter 62. Number 407, page 271, in brackets, numeral 1. I quote, numeral 1, O oh my Lord, forgive my sins and my ignorance and my exceeding the limits, boundaries, in brackets, of righteousness in all my deeds and what you know better than I. O oh Allah, forgive my mistakes, those done intentionally or out of my ignorance or without, in brackets, or with seriousness. And I confess that all such mistakes are done by me. O oh Allah, forgive my sins of the past and of the future, which I did openly or secretly. You are the one who makes the things go before, and you are the one who delays them, and you are the omnipotent, end of quote. We're reading what the prophet said out of his own mouth. In Hadith volume 8, we find this statement in chapter 62, number 408, page 272. I quote, narrated Abu Musa, A-L hyphen A-S-H apostrophe A-R-I. Abu Musa al-something. The prophet used to invoke Allah saying, number one in brackets, Oh Allah, forgive my mistakes and my ignorance and my exceeding the limit, boundaries in brackets, of righteousness in my deeds, and forgive whatever you know better than I. Oh Allah, forgive the wrong I have done jokingly, or seriously, 
and forgive my accidental and intentional errors. All that is present in me. End of quote. This is quite a revelation. This is quite a confession, don't you think? Now, let's see what the Bible has to say about Jesus Christ and his sin and his need for seeking for forgiveness from God. In, go to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Oh, you didn't get that. No, you was, you, you were sleeping on that one. I'm going to throw that ball again. Listen to this now. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, 4 rather. I want to be sure you're awake. Chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Here's what I need. I need somebody that can hang with me. I, hey, I need somebody that can understand what I am going through. I, I don't need somebody high and lifted up on some pedestal up here who has never gone through or been subjected to what I have gone through and what I've been subjected to. I need to have somebody that's been there and, and, and has won, who has been there and overcome. I need somebody that I can appeal to, that I can look up to with respect, knowing, hey, he's been where I've been. He's sat where I've sat. He's walked where I've walked, and he overcame. That's right. Amen. All right, watch it now. Verse 18. But we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. See, that's what people... people People don't really think. I mean, you, you need somebody that's, you've been, you need someone that's overcome what you're going through. You need somebody who has conquered, who can stand and say, I have been there and I overcame, so can you. I don't need somebody to come down and wallow in the dirt with me. I don't need somebody to come down and, and, and whine and cry with me. I need somebody that's been where I am and has overcome it to give me something to shoot for. I'm already down. I don't need somebody to come down here with me. I need somebody up there that can give me uh, an inspiration to climb out of where I am. Listening to what the prophet said, the prophet Muhammad, he's got as many hang-ups as I got. You know, what you going, I mean, both of us in solitary confinement, how are you going to get me out? <laughs> uh, we both locked up. We in the lockup. We're in solitary together. How, how am I going to help you? And how are you going to help me? I need somebody out on the street that has some influence. They can talk to somebody. The governor, the mayor, or the warden. And get me out of here. I don't need somebody in here with me. I need somebody to get me out. 
appears based on what the Hadith said about the Prophet Muhammad, if I hang with him, they're just going to be birds of a feather flocking together. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. So drop your rocks. Okay? Now, 2 Corinthians 5. Oh. Verse, uh, well, let's go, let's start with verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or counting their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, this is the punchline. For he, that is God, made him, that is Christ, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's an entirely different picture than what we just read about the prophet Muhammad. All right. We're not finished yet. Let's go to John chapter 8. The Gospel of John. We want to find out about Jesus. Get verses 20. Well, let's see here. They're in John chapter 8, saints. All right, let's look at verse 25. John chapter 8, verse 25. It says, Then they said to him, Who are you? And Jesus said to them, Just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Well, see, that's what, that's what Muhammad said. See, Muhammad said he heard from Allah. Almighty God. Well, all we're doing is checking out what did they hear. Okay, that's all we're doing. Not knocking anything, we're just checking it out. Verse 26. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. They did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Well, we know that sin does not please him. So this is an awesome statement that lets us know that Jesus was saying, in essence, I don't sin. He said, watch it now, for I always... He didn't say, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. No, 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 no. He said, I always do those things that please him. And sin doesn't please him, so then the opposite of sin would be righteousness. So he's saying to us that I always do righteousness because that's what pleases him. All right, 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. And we're getting ready to read something shortly just after I, we're almost finished with this particular section. And um, I hope all you black Christians that have a problem with Jesus 
and the church because of the bad actions of some who claim they knew Jesus. It's obvious they didn't know him because if they had known him, they wouldn't have treated you the way they did. So like the old song says, everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. So just because somebody, meaning just because somebody says they're a Christian, that doesn't mean squat. That doesn't mean a thing. Jesus never said that people would know you were a Christian by the fact you told them you were. He said, all men will know you are my disciple because you have love one to another. And love would never put chains on a brother. Amen. So just because they say they're Christians, what does that mean? We go and join the church. You might be a religious person, but that doesn't make you a Christian. If you know Jesus, you can't mistreat your brother. Yeah, there are a lot of folk in the church talking the talk, but ain't walking the walk. And I, I intended to use my very best French. Ain't walking, okay? What did I tell you? First Peter? Oh, boy. We're going to get into some hot stuff in a minute. All right. All right, let's look at verse 21 and 22. First Peter 2, 21 and 22. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Now see, one of the brothers that wrote said I was being sarcastic. I guess you could call that sarcasm if that's what you wanted to read. It's not its emphasis. I, I'm, I, I, I say things and do things and gesticulate in a certain way to emphasize never to be sarcastic. Never, ever. Now, if you take it that way, I mean, I have no control over that. Like the old saying goes, I said it earlier, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Then I can do about that. I would never be sarcastic, but I do it to emphasize because that, that will bring up what the truth is so that you can really see it. It says, who committed no sin. Now, based on what we just read from the Hadith about the Prophet Muhammad, there is a difference between Jesus and Muhammad. I mean a gigantic difference. Now, what, what does the Bible, the Quran, and Hadith have to say about Jesus and Muhammad? Or have they anything to say about them? It says, oh, I don't know if you can handle this. It says in the Quran, Surah 4, verse 171. Remember, I pointed out to you that in the Holy Quran, it does not use chapters and verses. It uses surahs and verses. S-U-R-A and surah mean, literally means row, 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 not your boat. Now see if you're not, see if you, you know, if you take it wrong, you can get think I, no, I just said, I want to emphasize that. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to emphasize, I'm not trying to be funny, okay? But that's what surah means, row after row after row after row. So they don't say chapter so-and-so, verse so they say surah. So in the Quran, surah 
4, verse 171. Now, let me say this for you, for you that are uninitiated, because you may want to go and check this out. Translations of the Quran. The Quran supposedly was originally written in Arabic. So in order for Germans to read it, or Japanese to read it, or Chinese to read it, or English people to read it, you had to translate it into their language. And so everybody that translated it, they didn't do it exactly like the Bible. I don't care what Bible you read, you'll always find John chapter 8, verse 7, the same in all the translations. True you may find different, some different words in there as they use different words uh, to describe the original Greek word. But it's always, chapter 8, verse 7 is going to always be chapter 8, verse 7. But unfortunately, in the Quran, it's not. So when I give you surahs and verses and you go and get a Quran to read, you have to be very careful because sometimes in the translation that you end up having, you may not find that right where I said it was. Now, Saints, I want to pause there for a second because Dr. Price is absolutely correct. I have the Quran. I have a, a, a different version than he does. I was following him uh, while he was teaching and... I went to where he said, and what he was reading wasn't there. But when I continued to read, I found it maybe two or three pages down. It was somewhere else. So um, it's important that, I mean, you know, I'm not telling you to get the Quran because it, it serves no purpose. It doesn't. It serves you no purpose because salvation is only found in Christ. But as a teacher of the gospel. I am also a defender of the gospel. So I have a lot of books from different religions so that I can defend the gospel. The mistake everybody make with these different religions is quoting something from the Bible. That's when they open a the door for people like me and Dr. Price and uh, Creflo Dollar and T.D. Jakes to come in and say, oh no, uh-uh, I got you. Here's what it says about Jesus. So uh, let's continue. It'll be, it, it might be 169 or it might be 174. It just all depends on whose translation you're reading. All I can give you is the one, and I gave you the name of the particular translation, the writer and the publisher that, I, that I'm using. I can't give that every single time. But, but you have, I found that out because I, was, I, wanted, I never, ever wanted to say anything that I could not validate by the Quran. I don't care what anybody wrote. I didn't want to take anybody's, I refused to take anybody's word. Because I read some stuff and I couldn't find any documentation and I wouldn't use it throughout this series. Information that I received, that I found out about in the three-year uh, research that I did. And if I couldn't validate something, I wouldn't use it. Because I wanted, because if you, if you object to it and you, you reject what I'm saying and want to go check it out, I want to be sure you're going to be able to find it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't use anything unless it could be substantiated and validated. And when I would get things, I would go and look them up in the, in the Quran. And at, the fir at first, I had, man, it drove me up the wall because I couldn't, some of the stuff I could never find. I said, no, wait a minute, this guy lying? This is supposed to be a doctor, PhD, so on, you know. And then I, then I discovered in all my studies, I kept finding that, that the surahs are not, and verses are not the same in every translation of the Quran, like it is in the Bible. I don't care what Bible you read. Like I said, chapter 8 of John, verse 7, will be the same in every one of the translations. Not so in the Quran. So, 
if you if I tell you like I'm telling you now we're going to look at uh, surah 4 uh, verse 171 just find surah 4 and read all the verses if you go to 171 and you can't find what I said read the whole thing because it's in there yeah you just have to you have to ferret it out mm -hmm. because they don't they don't put a verse by every verse in other words it's they all over the place verse all 171 over the place. and then there may be Ten lines of things, or three lines of things, or two lines of things, and, and you have to just figure out where where that 171 is. But it's in there. I guarantee you, it's in there. All right. So it says in the Quran, Surah 4, 1, verse 171, quote: The Messiah, Jesus, the Son of Mary, was no more than an apostle, God's apostle, and his word which he cast to Mary, a spirit from him. So believe in God and his apostles and do not say three. One, two, three. Do not say three. Forbear, and it shall be better for you. God is but one God. God forbid that he should have a son. End of quote. Now y'all remember what I said. The Quran was written, written by a man named Muhammad, and he created the religion Islam. And if you hear thunder in the background, it's because I'm recording by this window and the weather is getting ready to turn uh, not so great. But uh, you can, if you listen to his, his writings, he's the only one that wrote the Quran. You can sense some jealousy because you have to remember Christ was here before. Mohammed, the Bible was writ, written 600 years before Mohammed wrote the Quran. 600 years. So he had to be born after Jesus. And you know how people just want to be the man? Like Jesus warned us about false teachers and false prophets coming after him. Don't believe anything they say. Like David Koresh and, and uh, Charles uh, Apple, Applegate. And I can go, go on and on and on and on about these false teachers that people were following. And I'm sorry. It doesn't matter that over 100 million people are involved in the religion uh, Islam. They still fall following a, a, a false teacher. And the mistake they make all the time, it never fails, is mentioning Jesus. How did you hear about Jesus? He heard about Jesus in the Bible. But it it's it's interesting to me that they miss what the Bible says about Jesus. But Fred Price is going to break it down. I'm, I'm trying to get through all this repetitiveness and let's see how, how we can do. Let's continue. So Muslims do not believe that Jesus is the son of God. They do not believe that Jesus that God has a son. This is in hard copy in the Quran. And let me read this again. This is important. In the Quran, Surah 4, verse 171, quote, the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, was no more than God's apostle. If he was no more than an apostle, then what he's saying, what they're saying is that Jesus was not the Savior, Jesus was not the Redeemer, and Jesus is not the King of Kings, 
and Jesus is not the Son of God. That's what they're saying by saying he was no more than. Doesn't no more than mean that whatever you know more than, that you know more than that? Jesus, the son of Mary, so we know he's talking about the same one we know, was no more than God's apostle and his word, which he cast to Mary, a spirit from him. So believe in God and his apostles and do not say, three, one, two, three, three, forbear, and it shall be better for you. God is but one God. God forbid that he should have a son. End of quote. Now, that's heavy stuff. God forbid that he should have a son. I want you to remember that statement. We will come back to it shortly. In Surah 5, verse 75, Surah 5, verse 75, it says, we're talking about what the Quran the Hadith in the Bible have to say about Jesus and about Muhammad, or do they say anything about them? You know, as to who they were. In Surah 5, verse 75, this is the Quran, the holy book of the Muslim religion. It says, and I quote, the Messiah, the son of Mary, was no more than an apostle. Other was a saintly woman. They both ate earthly food, end of quote. <laughs> now, the reason I'm going over some of these is because this is the way that the Quran is written. It, it'll say something about the same thing four or five different times and just have a couple of words sometimes that are different. And you notice in this statement there were a couple of words that were different, but it was basically the same thing. I quote again, the Messiah, the son of Mary, was no more than an apostle. So we read that in the other one. But then he goes on to say, other apostles passed away before him. His mother was a saintly woman. They both ate earthly food. End of quote. Was no more than an apostle. I want you to keep that in mind. Now, in Surah 19, verse 88. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Y'all wake up now, listen to this. Y'all wake. Listen to this now. In Surah 19. Verse 88, it says, and I quote, those who say the Lord of mercy has begotten a son preach a monstrous falsehood at which the very heavens might crack, the earth break asunder, and the mountains crumble to dust that they should ascribe a son to the merciful when it does not become the Lord of mercy to beget one. End of quote. Now that's the Holy Quran. That's what they say. That's what Muhammad the prophet said that Allah Almighty God gave him to say about Jesus. So again, as I've said all the way through this particular aspect of the study, Allah and Jehovah don't know each other. It sure don't. One is false and one is real. No way. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say about it. Go to John chapter 3. 
Now the Quran, which is the holy book of the Muslim, they say that Jesus was not the son of God. They said that God couldn't have a son. God couldn't be getting old. Oh, thank God they used the word. Let, let, me go back and, let me go back and read this. It says here that they should ascribe a son to the merciful when it does not become the Lord of mercy to beget one. Pick up on that statement, beget one, okay? All right. Now, John chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now whose report will you believe? Now that's, that is diametrical opposition. The Quran says God could not have a son and that Jesus was not the son of God and we just read it there in the Bible, the holy book of the Christians. Now, up to you. Let's look at something else, Luke chapter 3. Alright, yeah, you, didn't, you didn't like that too well. Right, let's move on. Luke chapter 3, uh, Verse 21 and 22. It says, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. So the Quran says that God preaches a monstrous doctrine. You are my Son, don't that mean that either that's the mama talking or the daddy talking? I mean, I only know either either mamas or daddies have sons. Huh? So it either has to be a mama speaking or a daddy speaking. And everywhere we find in the New Covenant or in the Bible, it always talks about the father. And fathers, as far as I know, are males. So the Quran says God, it's a, it actually, it may not have been intentional, but that's what it amounts to. When you make a statement like this, those who say the Lord of mercy has begotten a son, and we just read it, God said, you are my beloved son, and I'm well pleased. So God called him his son. So that means God is preaching a monstrous doctrine. I'm scared of you. I'm scared of you. Now, that is how the Quran views Jesus Christ. In Hadith, volume 7, number 63, the book of divorce, chapter 18, number 209, page 155 and 156, I quote, narrated not, nothing in a F.I narrated Nafi whenever Ibn Umar, that's I-B-N apostrophe U-M-A-R, 
was asked about marrying a Christian lady or a Jewish, he would say, now this is what Ibn Umar, he was a close associate of, of Muhammad, quote, Allah has made it unlawful for the believers to marry ladies who ascribe partners in worship to Allah. And I do not know of a greater thing as regards to ascribing partners in worship, etc., to Allah than that a lady should say that Jesus is her Lord, although he is just one of Allah's slaves. <laughs> My, Lord. Quote. My Lord. See, people don't know this stuff is written, see, they don't know. 16. Whose report will you believe? Verse 15 and 16, it says, He said to them, But who do you say that I am? This is Jesus speaking. Verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he didn't say slave of God, son of the living God. All right, go to Luke chapter 4. Are you getting anything out of this? This is awesome stuff. A lot of folks don't. A lot of people don't know this. They're just running around just because something looks like it's something. Better check up. You better know. All right. In Luke chapter 40. But I knew that I wasn't actually teaching. That was just the last thing I said, so I knew I'd clarify today. But it's actually, it's the 40th verse. That's where I got the 40 from. Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those... Now this, we're getting ready to read something now. This, a lot of you don't have any concept of... Anyway, verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. Him, if you read the context is referring to Christ, okay? When the sun was setting, all those who had any sick or any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now watch this, verse 41 is the punchline. And demons, say demons. Now you know what a demon is? A demon is a disembodied spirit. It's a spirit that, that doesn't have a body. It seeks the body. It's a malevolent spirit. Malevolent. Malevolent means bad. Benevolent spirit would be a good spirit. Okay? Now pick up on this. Verse 41. And demons also came out of many. See, they like to possess people. Crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Even demons know who he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Pick Lord. Pick up on this. This is, this is, it, it, listen to this, verse 41. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. Allah says Jesus is one of, or, or Muhammad said that Jesus is just simply one of Allah's slaves. Even the demons know better than that. Listen to this. And demons also came out of many crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. 
and he rebuking them did not allow them to speak for they knew that he was the Christ. They weren't believing it. They weren't thinking it. They weren't speculating on it. They knew it. You know why they knew? Because they came from the spirit world. And that's where Jesus came from before he took upon himself flesh and blood. And they knew who he was back there. They knew. They recognized who he was. Luke 8. Verse 26. Luke 8. Verse 26. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. Now here it is again, the demon. A demon. Attesting to and acknowledging who Jesus is. Demons. But Allah's messenger said that Jesus is just one of Allah's slaves. Are you serving, believing in, praying in the name of a slave? Or what? I, I think that's important. But the, here, these, these are spirits now. Not encumbered by a physical body. But disembodied spirits. And they're saying, that he's the son of God. All right. Let's move on. John chapter 4. John 4, 25. <clears throat> well, let me, let me go back to verse 24. Jesus is speaking with this woman at the well in Samaria. And in verse 24, Jesus says to her, God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Verse 25. The woman said to him, I know. I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. In the language of the ghetto, Jesus said, I be the man. I mean, in case you have a problem understanding, I be the man. Huh? Get this now. Verse 25, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. So Jesus said of himself, and you know, seems to me like each person ought to know better who they are than somebody external to them. Now, Ibn Umar in the Hadith is telling us that the prophet Muhammad apparently had said to him that Jesus Christ was merely one of Allah's slaves. So that's somebody external to Jesus telling somebody else who Jesus is supposed to be. 
But now here we're reading out of the mouth of Jesus himself. Seemed to me like Jesus ought to know who he is better than somebody else speaking third hand, second hand, or whatever. And he said, I am, I be the man. <laughs> All right, we're not finished. John chapter 6. Sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. Now see, we're reading, we're reading from the Holy Book of the Christians, the Bible. The Holy Bible. Well, if you can read from the Holy Book of the Muslims, the Quran, and the Hadith, well, look like all we want equal time. Find out what does the Bible say. It's, it's God's book. So it ought to say something about God. Thank you. All right, John chapter 6, verse... Uh, well, let's see. Let's start with verse... Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know. See, you believe first and then you know. It's believing that causes, no causes knowing. Notice the progression. Also, we have come to believe and know. You started out believing. That's why we followed you in the beginning. But after following you, we know. Verse 69, also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. All right. John chapter 10. It's important for you to know who Jesus is and who Jesus ain't. Amen. Amen. That's I mean, what that's it's important. all about. That's to what know it's who all he about. is and who he's not. You can think he's somebody. That doesn't make him who he is because you think it. You need to know who he is. And so the Muslims are telling Muslims that Jesus is just a slave of Allah. But why not go to the source where Jesus is most readily presented? Bingo. The Bible. The Holy Bible. See, the, the, the Quran and the Hadith quote about Jesus. But Jesus never quoted about the Hadith and the Quran. Nor the mention of Muhammad. That's very important. All right. John chapter 10. Look at verse 34. Then Jesus answered him, Is it not written in your law, you said you are gods, if he call them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming, because I said, I am the Son of God? This is not somebody else saying it of Jesus. This is Jesus saying who he is. One, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Saints, that's John chapter 17, verse 1, okay? I mean, technically, you don't call someone father unless you be the daughter or the son. Huh. That your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, 
that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Now, I haven't found anywhere in my writing, in my research, I have found nowhere where Muhammad ever offered anybody eternal life. He can't. That's why he didn't. A sinner can't I'm say. I'm not knocking it. I'm just simply saying, remember what I said when I first started on this particular aspect of the series. I said we are doing a comparative analysis. We are doing a consumer's report. We're just simply listing Muhammad and listing Jesus and telling you about their attributes. You make a decision. Don't get upset about it. Get ugly about it. Just you find whatever, which one ever you like, which one you like the best, go for it. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's eternal life. He said, knowing Jesus Christ. Verse 4, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Before the world was, my Lord. It carries the man back a distance. All right, now, remember the statement that we just read from the Hadith, quote, that a lady should say that Jesus is her Lord. Remember that statement? From a biblical point of view, that is exactly how one obtains salvation, by making the verbal confession that Jesus is Lord. Turning your Bibles to Romans chapter 10. We all know what that is. Romans chapter 10, beginning at verse 9. You talk about attacking somebody. <clears throat> it looked to me like this is an attack against, against Christians. If you just wanted to get up, you know, get ugly about it, make something out of it. I'm not dealing with that as such, but, you know, listen to this. Verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth. That if you confess with your mouth. That if you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. 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 If. Well, saints, he was quoting from Romans chapter 10, beginning at verse 8. Not 9, beginning at verse 8, then verse 9. And I'm assuming he's going to complete verse 10. Let me, let me resume. Pick up on it now. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how a person gets saved in Christianity. That's how you become a Christian. That's how you become a child of God. The Hadith says, that Muhammad said that Allah said it's unlawful to ascribe worship or ascribe partners in worship to Allah. It's unlawful for a lady if she says that Jesus is her Lord. Hmm. <laughs> that's unlawful. Well, that's heavy. That has to do, I mean, my whole, my whole salvation hinges on this. Isn't it interesting that it says that if you, if, you, if you say that Jesus is your Lord, it's unlawful for a Muslim 
to marry a woman like that. And of course, he would have to refer to men too. All right, let's go on. From a biblical, biblical point of view, that's exactly how, as I said before, a person obtains salvation by making the verbal confession that Jesus is Lord. I think that these verses from the Bible establish beyond any question that Jesus Christ was and is more than an apostle. Amen. Remember we read that last time where the where the the Quran said that Jesus was no more than an apostle. So and I, I emphasized it before and I don't I don't do that as an attack, but to emphasize when you say that Jesus is no more than then that means he's no more than. Then when you put a word behind the word than and say than an apostle, then that means he cannot be more than an apostle. But he says he is. They say he's not. He says he is. Whose report will you believe? If he's no more than an apostle, then he cannot be savior. Well, wait a minute, we just read the scripture there which said if you confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved means salvation. Mm -hmm. Means savior. Hey, that's, I mean, that's kind of important, I think. All right, moving right along. <clears throat> I think again that these verses from the Bible that we just read establish beyond any question that Jesus Christ was and is more than an apostle. Now, let's see what the Hadith has to say about Jesus. We will have to examine both Jesus and Muhammad together to get a complete picture of who they are in reality. Because these two men stand at the threshold of the two leading religions of the world. And Christ now, is got not a religion. Somebody's got to be right, somebody's got to be wrong. Or maybe there's two. Maybe there's two, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's two. You know, I've heard the statement, you know, there are many road, there's many roads up the mountain, many paths up the mountain. Well, that's fine, but I ain't going up no mountain. I'm going, I'm going, I'm getting, I want to get to the throne of God, not to the top of a mountain. Back, I mean, that's a waste of time going to the top of a mountain anyway, because I've learned to fly over mountains. I fly over the tops. I don't need to, I don't need no path up a mountain. I fly over mountains. Huh? All right, now. Let's see what the Hadith has to say about Jesus. We've looked at the Quran. We've looked at some things out of the Hadith, but let's get a little bit more technical. We will have to examine both Jesus and Muhammad together to get a complete picture of who they are in reality. In Hadith Volume 9, number 86, the book of tricks. <laughs> you know, I'm watching some of you and I give you all this stuff. You're, you're, most of you, ain't nobody taking any notes. I guess you're going to buy the tape, huh? Well, they don't need to take notes. I said, no, oh, oh, oh let's see. So, okay. Huh. Well, I guess I'm just positioned in the wrong place. Oh, okay. All right. Talk to me. Okay, check this out. In Hadith, volume 9, number 86, the
the book of tricks. Chapter 10, number 97, page 79 and 80. I quote, narrated Um Salama, that's U-M-S-A-L-A-M-A, -A -A. narrated Um Salama, the prophet said, now Um Salama was with the prophet as an eyewitness and heard what the prophet said. He is now going to quote what Muhammad said. Very <laughs> person, something Brenda? Narrated Um Salama, the prophet said, I am only a human being. And you people have disputes. Maybe someone amongst you can present his case in a more eloquent and convincing manner than the other. And I give my judgment in his favor according to what I hear. Beware. If ever I give, and then in brackets he says, by error, beware if ever I give, by error, somebody something of his brothers. Right then he should not take it as I have only given him a piece of fire. Whatever that means, that's what's in the book. Now follow this along. Here's what I want you to get out of that. Here's what I want you to get out of that. Let me go back. Let me, this is what I want you to get. Narrated Um Salama, the prophet said, I am only. Now let's just stop right there. Only means that whatever comes after only, that's it. At the end of the road. Right? Only. Whatever comes after only, that means that's it. You are that and nothing else. Okay. Jesus said he was the son of God. God said he was the son of God. And the demon said he was the son of God. That's what they say. Allah said he's a slave of Allah. False teachers. Now whose report will you believe? Now here is the prophet Muhammad speaking for himself. Eyewitness CNN live on the spot account. Narrated Um Salama, the prophet said, I am only a human being. That's the part I want you to get. That's important. If you are only a human being, then you just like me. And that's truth. That's truth. If you are only a human being, you are just like me. So that means you really can't do anything of consequence for me. Because you're just like me. We need someone unlike us, but like us, but above us to be able to do something for us. Now this is, watch it, this is, don't, don't get on my case, this is not Fred Price saying this, I'm reading this from the Hadith. This is, the, this, this is a quote from the Prophet Muhammad, Allah's, Allah's messenger. Prophet of Allah, he says of himself, I am only. He didn't say I am a human being. He said I'm only that. That's all I am. Fine. Fine. Let's go now to Hadith number 
138, volume 3. I hope you understood what I just stated in the Hadith from the mouth of Muhammad himself. The prophet said, I am only a human being. This would mean that Muhammad came by natural birth. Of course he and did. And not like Jesus Christ who came by supernatural birth. Now, Saints, I have to pause right here because Fred Price never mentioned it. I don't know if he knew or not. I, with his extensive study, I believe he did. He just never mentioned it in this series. But um, the Quran mentions um, Muhammad's mother and father. He didn't come uh, through a virgin birth. He never said he did. He never said he was divine or any of that. But yet people are ignoring Christ and following a man who is just like them. Just like them. And you make the choice. I can tell you this. Whose report am I going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. So let's resume. Let's look at Luke chapter 1. See, remember I told you we got to look at Muhammad and Jesus together. Right? Well, got to, in fairness, we got to look at them together. And let's see what they say about themselves. Muhammad said, I'm only. Muhammad said, I'm only. Now, I'm not knocking that, but I just said that's who he said he was. I am only a human being. Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of of God. Now Muhammad said he's only a human being. Jesus will be called the Son of God. Okay, move on. Luke, Matthew. Go to Matthew now. Chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Muhammad said, I'm only a human being. Matthew chapter 1, ah, my, my. verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, 
and you, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now, if Jesus is going to save his people from their sins, then that would make him a savior, wouldn't it? Yeah. If he's going to save me, if somebody saves me, I'm in a burning building, the building's on fire, and the guy, this man rushes up and saves me, he was my savior, wasn't he? He saved me from that burning building. Mohammed said, I'm just a human being. Jesus said he's going to be the savior. Or the Bible says, God said, the angel said, he's going to be the savior. There's no difference between a human being and the savior? You don't find a difference there? Huh? You don't, you don't find a difference? Well, I find a difference in that I have to quit well, saints, uh, this is the end of this episode. The excerpts I chose to, to share with you guys today. I, I hope you guys are, are getting something from this. I'm sure you are because the uh, listeners are increasing. We are almost at 6,000 and praise God. Bless his holy name. Um, we will continue this probably next Saturday. And until then, remember, Jesus is Lord. There's only one way. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father except through him, John 14, 6. And Jesus said that himself. So walk in love, saints. I know some Muslims. We have yet to have a conversation about salvation, about Jesus and Mohammed. I'm armed with enough information to share. And I suggest that you don't say anything if you are not armed and, and if you don't have enough information, meaning you don't know the Bible enough to defend the gospel. Um, I have a degree in Christian apologetics, which simply means I am a defender of the gospel. And um, they are some of the nicest people you ever want to meet. However, the wife is the breadwinner. She's a doctor. The husband stays home with the two kids, two beautiful kids. And they are so sweet. I mean, big, beautiful eyes and beautiful, dark brown, curly hair. Just beautiful. And they see on my vehicle, you know, I have on there that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I, I saw the wife looking at it one day, but she is the breadwinner and the ruler of the house. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell. And look, I love them. But I will not be friends with them. Let's say I am an associate of them. We are not actually friends. I've never been in their home. They have never been in mine. Uh, I talk to the husband more than I talk to the wife. She, she works a lot because she's a doctor. And I can tell you when Hurricane Ida hit, it was the wife who came to me and gave me her cell phone number and said, if you need anything, if you need gas, if you need food, if you need ice, let me know. I will make sure that you have it. And I thought that was so nice. And I know Christians who wouldn't offer that. Even if they had not been affected by Hurricane Ida, even if they had the means, they still ain't going to come offer you anything. Uh-uh. So some of them are nice. And let me tell you something. Um, my prayer for them is that they meet the Savior. And if I am the catalyst to them uh, learning about Jesus, the Lord will set it up 
And I will not rush and do anything. When the Lord opens that door, he have, has well equipped me to speak the gospel to any man. So until then, saints, I love you. The Lord loves you. Be kind to everyone. You don't know what people are going through. And trust me, we are living in the last days. So you need to study the word of the Lord. Study his word. Get close to him. Um, give him permission to come into your life through prayer. Because God will not uh, compromise our will. We have to give him permission to come into our lives and work on our behalf through prayer. Remember that. Don't let nobody tell you something different. If they tell you something different about prayer, that's false. We have to give God permission because he will not violate our will. So until next time, peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash app the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out. Help